Well, good morning. It is Vision Sunday. So we, uh, we do this once a year where we invite some of our staff to come and share what God is doing in their ministries as they're here. Uh, the word that the Lord has given me for 2023 is together. And we're going to do this ministry. We're going to serve Jesus together. There is this and I don't even know what to call it, but there's this whole individualism uh, in faith at times where, like, well, my faith is my faith, and that is true. I cannot rely on your faith for me to know Jesus. Like, oh, you know Jesus? Then great. So now, if you know him, then I don't have to. No, we individually, every single one of us, needs to make a decision to follow Jesus. And after we do that, it it's no longer individualism. It's we're going to do this together now. We're going to live life together because the things that you're going to be able to do in, in the church, I'm not going to be able to do because you have different gifts than I have. You have abilities that I don't have. And so you're going to be able to minister and care for people that I will never be able to minister and care for. And so that's so important that we do things together. And it all starts off, in my belief, is through uh, prayer. And us praying as a church, praying as individuals, and say, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want my life to shine in the community that you've placed me in? See, I believe that God is sovereign. And the place that you live, the people that you know and he's brought into your life, the, the people you work with, the jobs that we have, the family we're born into, I believe that God has placed us in those places. Now, he allows us to make decisions amongst all those things, and we can do the Jonah thing and run off and do whatever we want, right? Because we have free will. Um, but there are big fish out there. <laughs> Warning, there are big fish. Um, but it takes prayer. It takes us, like, dedicating our hearts to him. I like to use the word revival, because revival starts with us connecting with God again. The word revival, actually, Jan put it on uh, Facebook. It's, it's being revived again. It's knowing him again. It's, it's like almost starting over again with him, fresh. Revival starts with the connection with our Heavenly Father and then spreads through us to those we come in contact with. And as I wrote that, I was like, wow, that kind of sounds like COVID-19. <laughs> we get it and we like give it away. It spreads, yeah. It's actually Jesus, 20, we'll just call it Jesus 2023. Jesus 23. God, we want to give away. We want to be that picture that Judy held up. The picture that as God pours into us, we just don't capture what he pours into us just for ourselves. But actually, he is flowing through us to those that he's placed in our lives. Can we stop and pray just for that this morning? Lord, as we see that picture today of your power flowing into the broken and then flowing through, God, thank you for that picture. Thank you that we don't have to be perfect and polished and set up on a shelf, but we can be used daily, every single day, for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is our annual Foursquare report. We are required as a Foursquare denominational church to do this Sunday every, once a year. 
That's when we talk about money. Yay. Um, that's Carrie's job. I should just let Carrie come up and talk about money. Um, it's not something that I like to really talk about very often, actually. Um, but it is something that is just part of who we are as believers in Christ. We are generous. Our Heavenly Father is generous. He is so good to us. He pours out and gives us so much. And then He just asks us literally just to say, I said, would you just give a little back? 10%. Now, I'm reading through with Heather and I. We are reading through the Bible this year. We just finished Deuteronomy. Now we're in Leviticus. No. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're going through it right now. It's, it's fantastic. And God is a detailed God. If you don't know, God, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a New Testament believer, right? We're New Testament believers. We're pretty laid back. As far as, you know, Jesus told us to love him and love our neighbor. It's pretty easy. But boy, when you read the Old Testament and all the different offerings, whew, I, I would have to, I would be the Moses guy back then. I would just say, God, I can't be a priest. I would mess something up because it is so detailed. I mean, if you don't think it's detailed, you need to read it. I mean, there's absolution offerings. There's wave offerings. And what if you waved the wrong one? What if you did it in the wrong order? What am I supposed to do with this grain? Am I supposed to eat the bread? Am I not supposed? And when you look at the Bible and we say, well, Jesus, and we have it posted right out of this door. Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And so there's a reason why we have the Old Testament. Our God is a detailed God. And he, what he was doing was he was lining it up, obviously to set it up for the sacrificial sacrifice of the Lamb of God, which was Jesus. But he was also setting up a system that will supply the needs of God's people as they followed him. It's an incredible system. And the New Testament just really makes it even easier for us. So we don't have to give our firstborn to God. I mean, I don't have sheep or lambs or, or, or lamb, or I don't have cows or cattle. Um, I don't have grain offerings, but it was like the first. So if you back then, if you're like, oh, I can't wait for Betsy to have that little calf, right? But they had to dedicate to God that first calf and give it away. But God says, when you do those things, you just read it, there's blessing in that. And I can't explain that to you. It is a faith thing. And I almost wanted to read it this morning, but we don't have time. We always, this is the longest service of the year. But Heather and I were reading um, towards the end of the last book. And there's a, it says the blessing of God. And it was just super simple. And God said this, if you obey me, if you do what I've laid out for you, and God was very clear on those things that he laid out. It wasn't like a mystery. He says, if you do, this, do these things, I will bless you. Heaven will literally be open to you. It won't be hard to live this life here. You'll just go out and things will be growing in the earth for you. And it's really cool to read that passage. But if you read the passage right after that, not so cool. Because God says, if you become hard-hearted against me. And if you turn your back against me, 
and just do your own thing, following the ways of the world and culture that you're living in, God says, I will not be with you. Man, that, sometimes when we're reading, we have to stop and just like, whoa. Man, who wants that? God, I want you, and I, don't, I, want, if I just want you. That's all I want. And so for us today, now, God asks us to give generously. And so, and we've done different things here at the church. We used to have the baskets. We've gone through all kinds of different vessels to use to collect money here. Baskets, bags with handles, velvet bags with handles. Uh, we've tried it all. Now we have just a simple offering box in the back because we don't want people to feel obligated. Like if this was my first time visiting a church and they're asking me for money, just passing it right in front of me, that just doesn't feel right to me. But as a family member here, it's what I'm supposed to do. And so, yes, this is the Sunday that you hear me talk about money. It's being generous to what God has given. It is, he tells us to give 10% back. And then just watch him multiply the 90. You know, God made math. So that's good news for those of you that like it. Bad news for those of you you don't. But God did make math. And somehow he can take that 90% and he multiplies it. I don't know how that works. I really don't. But I just know that he multiplies. God is really good at it. I will say, I just want to say thank you to you as a church. You guys, you guys are generous. The fact that we have a church budget of six figures is an incredible thing to support the staff that is here and to support the events that we do. And we, we actually give back to Foursquare, and so they can use the money to do different things throughout the world. But then now Foursquare says, hey, you know what? Now we're going to give a percentage of that that you give us back to you so you can do things in the community. And you'll see some of the pictures and some of the things that some of the staff is going to talk about, how we invest that back into our community. Uh, it's really, really important. So being generous, thank you for being so generous. And um, the things that God is doing here is really fun to, fun to see. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Any uh, football fans in the house? We have a few. Bill's a football fan over here. Um, okay, raise your hand if you're, you're going to go in for Eagles. Okay. Raise your hand if you want the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Okay, we have a few. Raise your hands if you don't care. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, only here for the commercials. Um, this is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I was that guy this morning with Bill, and Dana's going to laugh at me, but I just told Bill, I said, really, I'm not really pulling for either team today. I just want a good game. And, you know, and if you're pulling for a certain team, that's the, that's the lamest thing if you ever hear that from somebody else. Um, but what I want to say, I guess, about football this morning is, you know, a few, I guess it's been a couple months now, I was out to, we were out to dinner with Josh and his family, my son and his family, and we were at a sushi place on a big TV, and then there's a bunch of commotion. There's Monday Night Football. There's a bunch of commotion going on on the screen, and Josh was like, hey, Dad, what's going on over there? And you guys know the name Damar Hamlin. Anybody know who Damar Hamlin is? Well, we know who he is now because of what was happening on the TV. 
he, he got hit. I mean, he's a football player. Um, he tried to tackle this guy. The guy's helmet hit him right here. And he stood up after the tackle, and then he went straight over backwards. And his heart stopped on the field. And so that's probably the best place you could get sick is on Monday Night Football with literally millions of people watching and 75,000 people in the stadium and paramedics everywhere. They're on him within seconds. They defibbed him right on the field and brought him back. Um, and something that was unprecedented, they gathered the coaches and the players together. You saw players on their knees, not in protest, because I know some of us, and I've even talked to some of you, have stopped watching football because of the wokeness of some of the players, right? But what I want to point out, and actually Pastor Alex sent me the article this morning, was the two quarterbacks of today's teams are strong believers in Jesus. I think Jesus is wearing a double jersey today, if you've ever seen those, right? Um, because these guys love Jesus, and they, they have said, hey, we're going to kneel before the game today. But not out of protest, but in worship of our God. And that's what was happening on that Monday night. People were praying all over. Twitter blew up of people praying to God for a miracle. And this guy is fine now. He had a, this guy, Damar, he had a foundation that he started when he was in college just a few years ago, actually. And his goal was to raise money to buy unfortunate, or families who were in really unfortunate situations, to buy kids toys. Because he knew what it was like to grow up and not have toys. He had like, it was some ridiculous, like 2,400... He had like $1,500 in this account, and it was like two years old. Nobody was given to it. That was a goal. Yeah. And now it's millions. People just saw that, saw that, oh, I can give $10 towards that. I can give $15 towards that. I can give $100 towards that. I mean, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars have poured in. This guy wakes up out of his coma three days later, and that's, they tell him that news. He's super excited because, wow, look how many families we can bless with the good news of Jesus, and then they get to have a toy as a kid. They could get to be a kid. So that's what we do. When you guys pour out and are generous, we're, we're praying, and we're pouring back into this community. Yes, we hire staff. We have an incredible staff here, incredible staff. Um, I'm going to talk about them in a second. I should just talk about them now. Um, we have an amazing staff here. I was sitting in the back uh, running sound today, um, and I looked over at Brandon, and Brandon's like this. And, and I don't even know how he did it, but he was running the online stuff for you at home with, his, with the mouse clicking on different screens and then typing. And then the left, with his left hand, he was running words for worship for you guys. He was back there doing this. And I was like, I need to get a picture of this because there's no way. In the, if you guys are going to rely on me to do that, we're singing uh, Amazing Grace for a half an hour <laughs> with no lyrics because uh, that's not going to happen. So um, we have an incredible staff. So we have Annie who does our front office stuff. Her official title is 
pastoral assistant, that doesn't give it enough. She just does everything here. She is, she is superwoman. Thank you, Jody. Annie, you can send Jody a $5 Starbucks card for that. You are superwoman, okay? So we have Annie, we have Carrie, we have Brandon. Um, Ken does our, takes care of the property here um, for a couple hours a week. Um, we have Pastor Jan, and we have Pastor Marcy. We have an incredible, we have a Super Bowl team here at the church. And we have Ashley. Yes, no, you're there, you're there. I looked right up at you. We have Ashley. That, this is the most nervous part for me, is like, I don't want to leave anybody out. So that's why I had to read it. Um, Annie, Ashley, Brandon, Carrie, Pastor Jan, and Pastor Marcy. An incredible team. So thank you for supporting us and supporting them and doing what they do. Uh, we have missionaries that we support. And uh, I just want to go over them real quick. So powerful. Um, for those of you that were here last week, we had a purse packing event. So we're going to do that the first Sunday of every month. We're going to just gather together and pack these purses. They collected over 22000 this last year. And uh, it's to help keep girls in school. If you want to know more information about that, you can talk to Dana, and um, you can tell you more. We have Arise Native Americans Ministry. We, a lot of times our mission trips now are serving with them uh, throughout the country on different reservations and blessing them and being with them and, again, just serving them. We have Anna Marie, who used to be in the youth group years and years ago. She's in Germany now as a missionary, and so we support her. We support the Gravel family with the seed company doing Bible translation. Um, it's just incredible work when they come. They come about once a year, and he just shares what God is doing through Bible translation, which is like way beyond uh, me just to be thinking of, wow, this is, all this stuff is happening all around the world, and just God's Word is being translated into languages. I mean, I guess I just can't really even grasp on to what it would be like to be a believer in Jesus and not have his word. And there are thousands and thousands of believers that don't have the word of God in their hands. And so the fact that they're out there, so um, that's a huge ministry. And then, of course, we love Healing Hearts Ministry, um, just coming alongside um, those who have uh, had abortions, going through that process, and just loving them, caring for them, telling them that there's a different way. And for those who've had, and there's the brokenness that comes out of that, and the, the hurt that comes out of that, um, Healing Hearts comes alongside them, men and women, and helps them heal, um, and brings, basically what they do is they introduce them to Jesus. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So we support these missionaries. Today is actually your, we like to call it the last day, but... Our deadlines are horrible here at the church, and it's my fault. Because my thing is, if you want to give, you can give anytime you want. But we try to do a deadlines because we want to let our missionaries know how much we're going to be able to support them this year. It's really not, it's not about us at all. We want to be able to tell them, like, last year was great. The year before was not so great because Pastor Kevin had to call the missionaries and say, we have to cut your pay this year. We don't have enough. And so today... We would like this to be turned in. You can do a general, general fund, meaning, hey, I want to give 50 bucks a month to missions on top of my tithe. Not, this is my tithe. No, that's different. This is $50 above 
my tithe. And then what we'll do with that is we'll, we have five missionaries. We'll do $10 each. But if you like, wow, I really love what, I'm not going to even say it out loud because I don't want to influence you, what one of these missionaries or what they're doing, you can dedicate the whole $50 just to that ministry. And then what we do is we take these. We do, do not take these. Carrie takes these. She adds them all up. We as a church council look at them, and then we disperse that money to them. And let them know that, hey, you can rely on Renton Christian Center this year for this much money a month. And they do rely on us. And they are so, so gracious uh, when we have communication with them. So really, really important that we're um, supporting them and caring for them. I remember when I was first saved, the whole missionary thing was mind-boggling to me. I didn't get it at all. I, did, I just didn't get it. I was like, I'm struggling just to do, live life here. Why am I worried about somebody in Germany or in Africa or someone, you know? But as I walk with Jesus and I get his heart, you realize that he wants heaven full. God is not an exclusive God. He is an inclusive God. He wants heaven full. And so how we make heaven full, we invest in these different ministries. We invest in the local church. We care for people enough to say, I'm willing to put my money on it. I'm willing to only go to Starbucks once a day. I remember I had a conversation with somebody years ago, and they were struggling with their budget. And I sat them down and said, let's talk about budget. They were spending $300 a month at Starbucks. And I said, can you just go there once a day instead of three times a day? And she was able to do that, and she bought a car. not that crazy? But it's real. We will invest in what we want and what we believe in. And so investing in, by the way, that wasn't a knock against Starbucks, because we have a Starbucks employee in the house, and I don't want to <laughs> hurt your feelings or anything. Okay, all right, good. Adam, we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> so we support these ministries. It's really, really neat. I mean, I, I'm bringing that word back. It's neat. It really is to be able to say to the Gravels who we've been sponsoring for years, like, we support what you're doing in Bible translation around the world. And there are stories that he can't even share up here because it will bring danger to the people that he's working with, but they're in the Middle East right now, where a lot of us, even as believers, we've given up on the Middle East. And we look at people from there, um, even with judgment, but God is moving there big time right now, big time in the hearts of people. And it's because of people like the Gravels with the seed company who are investing in, their, in them. It's, it's an incredible thing. All right, we're going to hear from our staff today. And so some of our staff, not everybody, some of you just, uh, like, some of you just on the staff like, oh, my heart just raced. Um, so, Brandon, you don't have to come up today. You're good. Okay. All right, and so we're going to have uh, Pastor Jan and then Ashley and then Carrie and then Pastor Marcy come up and share. So, Jan, why don't you come up? Thank you, and thank you, RCC. I get to be here with you, and that is such a blessing. 
know, like someone said, there's, there's no such thing as retirement. And when God called me to get back into ministry, and he brought these wonderful people into my life and allows me to do what I really love to do. And as a prayer and care pastor, uh, some of you might know already that if you want prayer, I'm, I'm there. I'm <laughs> because I get to talk to our Heavenly Father about you, and I get to see Jesus work in you, and, and that's so exciting to me. That's what I want to do. My calling as a follower of Jesus is to love God and to love people and, and to have that demonstrated through the gifts that he has given me. And I'm so thankful for that. But pastoral care is, um, it's, a, it's a move of the compassion of Jesus in situations in people's lives. Sometimes you may feel um, emotionally that you need a little extra support. Uh, it may be other crisis. There may be illness. Uh, where you need someone to come alongside, and I, I am there for you. That, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. We we've sometimes can get so involved in the, the crisis and the stress and the problems of our, our life that we forget how much God loves us and how he has an answer. And as we, we come together, as I, I meet with people and, and pray, the Holy Spirit reveals what God's plan is, and, and that's so much more exciting than uh, anything I've, I've gotten to do before. Pastoral care is walking with people through many ups and downs of life um, to give guidance and, based on scripture, to uh, give prayer. Um, but sometimes it means maybe just uh, hanging out with somebody, having a cup of coffee, um, that, that connection, that, that fellowship. So that's also part of praying and, and caring for people. Pastoral care is available for no charge through RCC and our wonderful Annie. And Annie, if you're watching, thank you, thank you, thank you. She put together this, this flyer, and it will show you how to contact me anytime. We have a lot of... Uh, ways that you can contact me, reach out. Uh, I'm available for um, whatever's going on. Or if you just want to find out more, um, you know, even in your, your Christian walk, uh, that's, that's fantastic. The care is confidential. I, I hold that as a, a primary uh, tenet of having been a, a counselor and a pastor for years that you, you can come with anything, and you're probably not going to surprise me, <laughs> okay? Whatever's going on, you, you're not going to shock me, all right? So praise God. The other part of my duties is coming alongside Pastor Kevin and assisting in launching Connect groups. Now, I still uh, have, have come across people who hadn't heard that we are going to do Connect groups. Is that right, Pastor? We are. We really are. <laughs> and connect groups, um, you may be more familiar with the term of home groups, or you may have led one, hosted, uh, attended a home group. Um, it's a 
it's a biblical way of extending the ministry here. We are still under the Great Commission. God did not rescind that verse that we are to go into all the world. And home groups, connect groups have been a wonderful part of that. In some parts of the world, the only church is home churches. And we've been through a lot the last couple of years. We've, we've experienced disconnectedness, but we want that connection to grow. And whatever um, your experience has been before, if, if you've got a wealth of information, we want to hear from you. Um, the connect groups are going to be launching sometime between now and, and summer. There will be some, okay? Um, and as we, we move forward in this, um, we want everybody's input. On February 26th, right after church, there is an information meeting planned. There will also be lunch. I know it's right after church and everybody's hungry, right? So we'll, ha we'll have lunch available. This is information meeting, and it's a two-way street for information. Kevin and I are not going to just lay out our ideas. We want your ideas and your input as well. So you're, you're going to be part of developing the vision of our connect groups. We have that commission from the Lord to go and take the gospel. And in the book of Acts, you'll see, yes, they met in temple, but they also primarily met in homes for breaking bread, for meals. But that was also where they, de they discipled people. And after those uh, times of being together, those disciples then went out from Jerusalem to the nearby countryside and then to all the known world. So I have big expectations, people. Okay. But there's no reason why we, we won't see that happen. There's good things come out of, of people connecting together, growing together. Uh, one of our themes is go and grow, and that's, that's based on Matthew 28. Go into all the world. And we're going to start with right here in Fairwood and the communities around here. We have a large catchment area. We've got people here from all over the county, and we just call it all God's land. It belongs to him. And you can have an impact on your, on your community and what you're doing. So um, please remember to uh, plan on being here on the 26th. I will be out in the foyer after service with a sign-up sheet because we need a head count. If any of you planned a meal, you know. You need to know how many people are coming. And we also need to know if you need childcare so that we can, we can be prepped for that and ready for that. And as we move forward, working with this wonderful staff is such a blessing. But you know, most of all, I look forward to seeing what mighty things God is going to do this next year. Because he's on the move, and we want to move with him. So thank you for allowing me to serve you and to be part of the staff. Hallelujah. She's so cool. She comes up here with her little tablet, and Pastor Jan, whew, you're amazing. Um, I come up with a notebook and a pen, 
Very cool, very exciting. If you don't know me, my name is Ashley. Um, I have the position here of, I don't know, being a worship leader, I guess is, is my title. Um, but my heart is that I'm not the worship leader. My heart every single Sunday is that the Holy Spirit comes and he's the one that leads us in worship. Um, Judy, when you were talking about the broken picture and how God just shines through our brokenness, um, I am broken in very many ways, but one of the things that came to my mind was I have a broken jaw. I have a broken jaw. So for God to say, hey, Ashley, I want you up here to sing in front of people. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I got a broken jaw. It doesn't work. That's pain. I'm not going to do that. And for him to use us through our brokenness um, is what the church is about, that we can gather together with all of our different giftings and be the family of Christ. How cool is that? You know, and that's one of the many things that I love about worship is that it is truly not just up here in a microphone singing a song. It is all of us coming together and Sometimes it's through prophetic speaking. Sometimes it's through, you know, someone laying hands and praying. Worship is a family-based thing that we can come together, use our different giftings to hear from our king, right? Um, when we worship, it's our heart's response to the king. Um, and sometimes we come in and our hearts aren't, joyous and happy and wonderful. Sometimes our hearts are hardened, and that really does affect how our worship to the king is. And so what I talked about earlier was not allowing our circumstances to interrupt that time of connecting with Jesus. Um, in Ephesians 5.10, it says, find out what pleases the Lord. And so sometimes as we gather here corporately in worship, or if we're just at our home or in our car by ourselves, one of the things I really like to ask is, what is the Lord speaking to me? What does he want me to know? And what does he want me to do about it? So what is the Lord asking you to do during your time of worship? And how is the Lord asking you to worship him? So worship, like I said, is just not up here in a microphone singing beautiful songs and having a cool band and flashy lights and a fog machine. <laughs> That's not what worship is. Worship is truly finding ourself in our most humble state and connecting with Jesus through that. So true worship involves humbling ourselves and bowing our knee to the king. True worship involves humbling ourselves and bowing our knee to the king. So sometimes when we ask the Lord, okay, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to do about it? How do you want me to worship you? Sometimes he's speaking to us and saying, lift up your hand. Lift up your hand during worship. Ooh, no, I'm not doing that. that mm -mm, those people do that, not me. Sometimes he's saying, I want you to trust me and humble yourself and just lift up your hand. Maybe even pray out loud. Ooh, that's a scary thing. But maybe Jesus is. Maybe he's speaking to your heart and he's saying, I want you to just pray out loud. Just right now, maybe just pray to yourself out loud. Maybe, who? I want you to come over here and I want you to pray for this person that you've never met before. I want you to pray for them. 
Maybe come to the altar. No, Jesus, I'm not coming to that altar because people are going to know I'm broken if I come to the altar and kneel. Welcome. We're all broken. We're all broken. Serve. Is he asking you to serve? Is he asking you to be up here and join the team? Who, please, please. We would love to have you. So worship is not just singing in a microphone, guys. Worship is so many different types of things, so many different types of things that we can come together and choose to give him the glory through it. Um, So for me, on a Sunday morning, I want to create a space where you encounter your king. I don't want you to just come and sit in a chair and say, oh, that was a great service. That was just lovely. Now I'm going to go home and have my BLT sandwich and, you know, sit and watch the Super Bowl. I want your church experience to be life-changing for you. I want you to have that one-on-one encounter with your king every single Sunday. So what I do is I create a list of different worship songs. Um, and, you know, halfway through the week, I sit down and I, and I pray, okay, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to say to your people, um, you know, this next coming Sunday? And today, this Sunday, he just said, I just want you to praise me. I just want you to praise me. So all of our songs, that's what it was. We were all just focused on him. Sometimes he says, you know what? Life's hard right now. Let's maybe sing a little reckless love a little bit if we're feeling lonelier. So it's just whatever he kind of says and leads, that's where our list comes out of. Um, so there is always a theme to the list. There's always kind of a journey that we go through. It's not just favorite songs that I put together. Um, but if you have favorite songs, I want to know those. I have favorite songs, but it doesn't mean they're your favorite songs. So yeah, be brave. Come up. Text me, send me an email or whatever. I want to know your favorite songs because this is church, guys. Let's do this together. And I'm not promising we can do everyone's favorite song, but it just gives me an idea to better know our congregation. And it's important for me to make sure that um, our songs are theologically sound, that they are biblically correct. So if we are ever singing a song up here that you are like, whoa, that is not found in the Bible, let me know, please. Or if there's a sound on the radio that is not biblically sound, let me know, because it's so important that we're singing songs that are true and out straight from the Bible, right? Amen, amen. So that's just a little bit of my heart on uh, worship time on Sunday mornings, and I just thank you for joining me each and every single Sunday, to just bring glory and praise to our King. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Miss Carrie, you are up next, my dear. Good morning, RCC. My name is Carrie Allen, and I get the privilege of being your bookkeeper. As we look back on 2022 and look forward to 2023, I want to begin by sharing something I came across and read. A leader asked a group of believers a question. If you only had 30 minutes left before Judgment Day, what would you do? The first person raised their hand and said he would run outside and preach the gospel to anyone who hasn't accepted Christ yet. 
The second person said, I would give my last 30 minutes to prayer, praying to prepare my heart to meet God and praying for lost souls. The oldest man in the group said, I would jump in my car and go to the closest budget meeting. That resulted for sure in a bunch of puzzled looks. Then the leader of the group said, oh, I get it. You want to tell people not to waste their time on church business. Then the man said, no, I'm just trying to find the longest 30 minutes of my life. (laughs) I know some of you, not all of you, don't like these church annual vision Sundays, but it's our way to say thank you and present God's glory he did in 2022 with financials, with stories, and family business. I get the privilege of taking care of family business this morning with publicly saying thank you to our current council members, Doug Ellis, Alex Olson, and Bakhtiar, who represent and served you in 2022 um, as the body and serving each month with going over financials and helping make decisions for 2022. I also get the privilege of going over the new election process for 2023 to elect a new council member. We at RCC are changing the way we elect our council members from within the church. Instead of a public vote, we are moving to a ratification process. The current council will still pray and select candidates to serve on a two-year term. From that list, they will agree upon a selection order. The candidates will be contacted and asked to serve. When they say yes, their name will be brought before the church with a yes or no ratification vote. Our current council has chosen Jackie Harrow. I ask that you vote yes or no if you agree with them. You can vote by the ballots that were handed out, or Andrea has them in the back, or you received an email this morning that you can vote from. And so you just either vote yes or no if you agree with council. Now I want to share a video with you guys um, that has a few numbers in it. Um, If you want more detailed numbers, I do have packets and you can see me at the end of the service. Good morning. It looks like we're all out of time. Uh, my name is Marcy. I'm the children's pastor here, and I, uh, that was a great video. It just summarizes everything that we do here and everything that we stand for and everything that we pray for. And, um, you know, I, I have notes, but I'm sitting there this morning for the last hour and a half just wrestling with God. And so I'm just up here this morning with my limp and... Our kids are struggling today. Um, there, there are several who aren't here this morning because of physical, emotional, and mental um, issues that they're facing. And so I just want us just to stop for a minute, and can we just pray for our kids? Jesus, I just lift our kids up to you today, that whether they're one year old or 25 years old, or 50 years old, that you would just wrap your arms around them this morning, that the struggles that they face would not overwhelm them, and that there would be no 
weapon formed against them that will prosper today or any day in the future, that they would know and feel the love in this room and the love of Jesus every single day, right now, in this moment, that they would feel the love of Jesus and the love of these people, the church, right now. Amen. Okay. So, business-wise, we... Um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm not a visionary. I trust that God's going to put in front of me what needs to be put in front of me, and I'm just going to do that. I, I'm not a visionary. And so I was like, okay, God, what's my vision <laughs> for Vision Sunday? And the answer was, love kids more. So that's my vision. Um, and however I can do that, then that's what I'm going to do, and that's what I would ask of you. I mean... All of you who took these cards up here in September, please keep praying for your kids. I, uh, I you saw the, the numbers up there. I started a newsletter this year because statistics averages show that American families come to church, um, believers come to church one to two times per month. So when they are here, I can, we can love them and feed them and plant seeds. It's only an hour and a half a week of the one to two times they're here. So I just asked God, like, how? I want church to be more than here because it is. We can't sit here and lament the fact that families aren't here because that's not accomplishing anything. Um, so what can we do to reach families and disciple them and love them so that they can feel safe and comfortable to come into this room? And so my vision, my outlook, how I would like to do ministry is from the outside in, which is why I started the newsletters, because I'm reaching kids that will never be in this building, and they're getting a letter in the mail each month so that they know that they're cared about, and they're thought about, and they're prayed for. And, you know, I really, we had VBS here once, um, but this area, this community is saturated with VBS. And who showed up was Christian families who VBS hop so that their kids can have stuff to do during the summer, which is great. It's great. However, we are not reaching our community, people who don't know Jesus, people who would never set foot in this room, either because they've had a bad experience and they've been hurt or because they just don't know. Um, so last year, we started the community events, the summer events, and we had the out-of-school barbecue with all the big inflatables. We had Nerf and nachos. We had the summer splash with the dunk tank, which I think we might get to this year because the line was really long. Um, so I want to do that again. I want the community to be able to come here and feel safe and see that we're not all weirdos who aren't trying to, like, you know, oh, what's the word? make them believe in Jesus, yes. We are not those people. We shouldn't be those people. Hopefully we're not those people. We just come and we eat and we laugh and we run through the obstacle course and we get dunked in the dunk tank. You know, we are, that's who we are. And I want people to see that. I want the community to know that that's who we are. And so that's why um, I wanted to switch from VBS to community events. So this summer we're going to have at least two possibly three, just depending on 
rim rock and other things that might come up during the summer. Another thing I wanted to mention is that I started a leaders in training program for the older kids, for the fifth through seventh or eighth graders that come out on Sunday mornings because most of the kids that come here Sunday mornings are from Christian families. So they've heard, you know, the God, Jesus leaves the 99 and goes after the one. They've heard this story. They know the story. They teach this story. Kelsey's teaching this story this morning in the preschool room. So I want them to believe that God has given them gifts to serve our church and our community and take Jesus into the world. And I want them to know that they are valued and needed here in this body today, not in 10 years, today. So um, they have to read over their expectations and they have to sign it and their parents have to sign it and they can volunteer in the nursery. Um, there's several who wanna be in the sound booth um, no one wanted to do announcements. <laughs> so just so that they know that they have a place here and that they belong. Um, I'm not a huge person for, I don't like the word rules. So I don't necessarily have rules for the kids. I have an expectation. My expectation is that we love one another. That's it. And everything else falls under that. And honestly, the kids who need the love the most are the ones who act like it the least. They are the hardest to love. And so please keep praying for our kids. Um, I want this place to be, I wrote this down, I'm gonna read it, a training ground where these kids have a safe place to learn skills and build their faith foundations, to ask questions and build confidence so when they're ready to go out into the world, they are going to know who they are in Jesus. And they are leaders right now, today, and they are loved. That's all I have. All right. Well, my prayer is that you capture the heart of our staff and um, some of the things. I didn't even know what they were going to share. So great job. Uh, thank you for sharing. And I would ask you for a couple things. I'd ask that you would pray for them this year. Um, as Marcy, you could see her heart for her kids. Yeah, we had um, a couple of our kids here at the church, one of our wildfire kids in the ER all night, and we have another little, little one at the hospital right now. And um, you can see her heart for our kids. And um, the mental health issue right now, I'll just say, as a church, um, man, we need to come against that in Jesus' name. We think adults struggle with that, but man, our kids are struggling with that now, and so uh, we need to pray about that. I'm serious about that. So my prayer, I ask you two things. Pray for our staff, but I also I ask that you would pray that where you are supposed to, if we're going to do this together, where are you supposed to slide in? Maybe when Ashley was talking about worship, you're like, well, I play drums, or I did when I was 15. Um, I could probably figure out how to play drums. I'm going to pick on him for a second. Dana was a bongo player, which, which, which is cool. Oh, oh. Yes, Dana was a percussionist. Um, shakers, bongos, congas, triangle, just the whole thing. Um, so, but our church needed at the time, we lost all our drummers, and I said, hey, man, can I 
teach you how to play drums. And he's phenomenal now. It wasn't me, it was him. But he stepped up and said, yes, but maybe as Ashley was sharing, I could do that. Maybe as Pastor Jen was sharing, like, I want to care for people. I could go to the hospital and sit with somebody and pray with them and be an encouragement um, to them. Uh, maybe that scares some of you. Um, but maybe for some of you, you're like, yeah, I'm all about that. Um, my prayer is that, not we, that we just not only have a great staff, because that, God's already answered that prayer. But now my prayer is that we would be able to together come alongside one another, like, let's do this together. Let's go to the hospital together and pray. Let's worship together here. Let's help. I'm sure Carrie could figure out something for you to do. Um, let's help take care of what God has given us here. Let's help Pastor Marcy. We see her heart. Let's help her love kids. Now, some of these kids that show up, that's simply all they need to know is that we love them. And through our love, now, it's a lot of times we want to say, we're going to blast them with Jesus. Yes. But this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it like Jesus did. We're going to have compassion on them. And we're going to meet them exactly where they are and not have this expectation like, you have to come to me. Jesus came to us. And so we want to have that same expectation. We want to come to our kids. Church, I'm going to say, if we don't step up with this generation that's coming up, it does not look good. Now, I know God is sovereign, and He is in charge, and He is in control, but He also tells us we have a part in this. We have a part in this. So what is our part? That is the prayer that you need to ask. God, what is my part? This is not a movie theater, church. We don't just come in, come in and put, put our ticket money in the box and then leave. What is our part? God, what am I supposed to do here? And God, what am I supposed to do in my community? Let's stand together and we're going to pray. So Lord, we face the cross this morning. It's a reminder of your sacrifice for us. We've talked a lot about our brokenness this morning, and that's why you came. So Lord, now today, yes, there's brokenness, but God, we are your children. We are made in your image. We are called. We are selected. We are chosen to walk with you, to be with you. And you are the one who heals us and fixes those places in us. And yes, you shine bright through us. Help us to shine bright for you this year, 2023, together. Together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Enjoy your time with family and friends today if you're getting together. If you're not getting together with anybody, enjoy that time too, okay?